What I think is hard to explain in a simple way is that present connection that you have with someone in mm-hmm. such an intimate position without going into elaborating what yeah. w- what, what can happen what or can happen next w- yes. where is this going to lead yeah Why do we need to have those intimate positions in Tantra? That's why I, I compare it to being in a relationship where you had had you can be in a bad relationship mm-hmm. and um and the intimacy can be gone, but you still have had a sexual relationship in some Yeah, form. you have physical proximity, yeah. you have physical interaction, yeah. there is no intimacy. But I feel like why we, we use these intimate positions in Tantra is When you do that with someone that you don't have any intention with the sexual act and you just harness that energy with 100% pure mm-hmm. uh, intention. That is also the combination we spoke a lot about, having the pure intention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something very almost impossible uh, in that to be man or woman or male energy, female energy or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. mixed in a very intimate position And to be in that moment where you don't have any thought about what is going to happen next. Yes. Uh, and when you put yourself in that intimate position and you can experience that with that state of mind where you are just 100% pure and you have that deep compassion for the other, it's nothing else that matters than just feeling the well-being of what is going on. And not even think for a moment that is this impure or what can happen or is something going it's just a very strange experience i i don't even know how to explain it the thing is if you can have such an intimate act with someone that is not going to be part of your intimate life ever yes exactly that gives you the tool to have honest deep connections with every person that you want to thank you And that is so powerful, yes. so powerful. And that's why to reach to that state, you, you need. that's why we do those practices with a teacher or with someone else than your significant other. Because there If is people no, ask yeah. or wonder. Mm. Yeah, b- b- because th- there, is, there are no egos involved. The, the mm. teacher is there for the greater good, for passing that. Mm. Sometimes, uh, I asked him a couple of times, and he said, sometimes you are there to hold space for the other person to heal, mm. uh, to understand that the armor is needed in certain parts of your life, but there are places where the armor belongs to the door. It needs to be left at the door, and you need to enter in that vulnerable space. And that uh, observation can lead to uh, not only recognize the love that the other person brings, but at one point you start to fill up on that and you start to love yourself Mm. because you recognize that there is such thing 
as unconditional pure love with no attachment. Mm. Um, for me, it was one of the most healing experiences. I, if if I have to mark a turning point in my life, I th- I think I think this this was the moment where I was like, huh. So all the things that I lacked in my past are not really needed, and I can do this with people without wanting anything further so i can have honest deep relationship of meaning meaningful relationships with any human beings and that to arrive to the point of what is after that it was a cascade of significant conversations feeling less shame about myself uh listening from another perspective yeah it's um it doesn't stay in the experience. That's what I mean. It's like you dive into something and then you have the experience with you. And you feel safer in your own skin. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. Mm. And I have to clarify this because when I heard the, the prior episodes and everything, I, I I spoke a lot about love and intimacy, but we never had like, uh, like a sexual experience in the sense of um, feeling attached to one another. Mm, I think I I had like a warning before we went into this episode. Okay. Uh, okay. I said a lot of the conversations we are going into now is not really about sexual relationships. Yes. I think I said it before we went into. Oh, yeah, it's, I know it's very hard to lift a prejudice around this, mm-hmm. but in I think that the best way is not convincing someone is. Going through the experience, yeah, and I've been thinking a lot about how much, or we also talk about in the in the um, breaks, how much we are should share mm-hmm. of our practices. And for me, it's not um, even if I choose not to share everything, uh, it doesn't matter because you can't really. I I try to explain a little bit about the mm. concept of Yabium and why you see that picture as a symbol of tantra a lot of places, but. We, we are sitting here and struggling with describing what's happening when you do that. But then you have everything involved in the past and the future and the present and everything up to that moment where you can reach uh, to a phase where two people can meet in that position mm-hmm. and just feel pure compassion, love, everything. Yeah. And, um, and it's so much more around that. <laughs> hours of uh, philosophy, hours of conversations hour of meditation or at least for me it was hours with this teacher so you just come to a point where it's no questions asked really um when i was dealing with my fears or my insecurities or my desire through that that seems like a lot for a very short amount of time uh, at one point when i started talking because that that is what i do clearly he put one finger on his lips and he put my hand in his heart and he put his hand in mine. And when my heartbeat was like going faster or going like stronger, like slow, but stump, 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 (laughs) he opened his eyes, he did the gesture, okay, breathe, No, no talking, just eye connection and simple, very simple gestures. And all the cognitive process that came after that, it was like, because, okay, slow down, be there, 
come back with no words. I know it's the same for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you just communicate. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's even different from telepathy. Sometimes you can have a thought and like we do that all the time. Yeah. To like you think something, I say something, or you write me, and I'm like, oh. Um, but I, I don't know. In, in in this particular practice, I felt it's so cliche, but I felt we were logged on to the same source. Mm. It wasn't even a question of communicating. And talking to each other, it was almost like the information was just there. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the answer was already answered without me putting Making the answer the out. And that was yeah. such a weird feeling. It's like yeah. a question could arise. And then uh, it, let's say the question comes from the gut area. Yes. I could uh, have a sensation of, wow, imagine to be this close to someone and feel this pure, uh, or it was just this pure feeling and i was filled with so much gratefulness mm-hmm. can you say gratefulness yes, <laughs> yes of course you can and that feeling was filling me and it was coming up 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 closer and it's almost when i reached the top of my head mm-hmm. it was kind of like he pouring into he yeah he embraced that feeling and said of course almost like i don't know it's it was very hard to describe but it was almost like um a symbiosis of energy and the information was kind of blended. Now I feel like we are go- getting a little bit woohoo here, but yeah. I I understood after those experiences that separation is a li- an illusion. Yeah, actually, mm. I know that this sounds super cliche, um, but we think that uh, the separation between you and me is only perceived by a very small portion of your brain. That is um, the Broca and the Wernicke area that talk to each other in the left hemisphere for most people. And uh, those are the areas that create the language. And uh, constantly we're saying, I am Lucas. Mm. I am a therapist. Mm. I am. And I'm trying to sustain this ego, this, this monologue that I have with myself. Uh, that I am separated from others. Mm. But for the rest, for the rest of your brain, for the rest of the human experience, you're part of the flock. Mm. You're part of the herd. You are uh, part of the tribe. And those edges are continuously melting with one another. When you know how to tap into that, uh, this is... When when I heard the the episode where we spoke about the illusion of solitude, mm. that uh, after the tantra practice you you didn't feel alone anymore because you realized that you never are, um, is connected to this. Mm. Is is connected to this uh, separation is is an illusion, and you discover that through this kind of practices. Yeah, I think uh, that is a good ending. Thank you. So that's why we do these practices. But again, takes a lot of uh, dedication, yeah. I would say. Uh, the dedication is not towards being perfect or skilled or anything. The dedication I feel on the path of Tantra is to be uh, as childlike as you can be. Mm, uh, go in, awesome. yeah, go in with the childlike mind. Yes. Um, I remember my teacher, he always teased me and said, you're, you're just like a little child with all my questions and everything. And 
And uh, of course, life gets in the way, and we need to be adults and think about the bills and everything. Yeah. But I'm not saying we are in this state all the time because then we will be lost. But a little bit of that in my life, I I feel like it's very good. It's very Welcome. nutritious. Yes, and I try to have that little bit, a little bit more, and then have moments where I can tap into that. I love it. Mm. Thank you so much. For Thank this. you. Thank you too. Yeah.